Hello, everybody. Welcome back to First Class Football. I'm Trey. I'm with Gavin and Dylan today. What's up, boys? Hey, guys. Today, we're gonna be, first off, we're going to start with buy or sell. Then we'll have division breakdowns of AFC East and NFC West. All right, yeah, let's, let's start with buy or sell. The first question at hand is, do you guys buy or sell Lamar breaks 1,000 rushing yards this season? There's an extra game, obviously, and last year he had 1,005 yards on the ground, seven touchdowns. I buy because I don't see Baltimore really changing their playing style that much. Even with J.K. Dobbins kind of breaking out last year, I still see him having a lot of, a lot of rushing attempts like the past two years. I really want to buy on this because last year I was kind of selling on this question, but there's an extra game, and he's just an amazing rusher. But I really think Dobbins and Edwards are going to get a lot of touches on the ground, and I think their passing attack is going to increase a lot too with the additions of Watkins and Bateman. So it's like really close where I'm like, I could see him either hitting like 900 or 1,000. So I guess... I guess I'll buy it because his legs are just so dangerous. Even though the passing attack will be better, it'll still like keep him honest more, so he'll have open lanes to rush to. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'll I'll buy on it. I guess I changed my mind. Yeah, I think you both made great points. I think it's kind of an easy buy with the addition of an extra game this year, as well as the fact that Mark Ingram's not there anymore. So. Uh, even though, or even with uh, J.K. Dobbins there, and people, some people predicting the breakout, the breakout can still happen because those rush attempts are gone and that those yards are gone. So there's plenty of room for both of them. And then, in addition, for the passing game to kind of take off compared to how it's been in the last few years. So I think it's an easy buy. Uh, the second question at hand is: Will Amari Cooper crack the top twelve? Um, and fancy points for wide receivers this year. I think this is one where on the verge, or like at the first glimpse, it's an easy, or you would think it's an easy buy, but breaking it down, it's kind of hard for me because there's always two to four receivers that kind of surprise that aren't going inside the top 12. Um, so I, I'm going to sell just for the fact that um, with CD emerging, Amari's dealing with injury, Dax coming back off of a big injury as well. Uh, I'm going to sell just because I think there's going to be a lot of people touching the ball in this offense. So I'm going to sell also for your reason. I, th- I think he's going to be probably top 16 for sure. Yeah. Like if you draft him, that's not like a bad thing or anything, so a good thing. But there's just so many weapons on the team. I think the biggest thing for Cooper is – He's kind of inconsistent on the road. Right. And also, he has injuries. So, he'll probably miss like two to four games this year because that's what it is usually every year. So, I'm going to sell on that. Yeah, I like your points. How I look at that is he's going as the 13th wide receiver off the board behind guys like Mike Evans, Robinson, Allen. Um, I think Allen and Robinson both stay in the top 12. I don't think Evans makes it. But then he has guys going behind him like C.D. Lamb, his teammate, at 14, which is really interesting. They're going back-to-back. And then Robert Woods, Julio, uh, Moore, Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, And that's that's all the way to 21. So I think a lot of those guys have a brighter chance to cr- crack the top 12 this year at least. 
Oh, man, this one's going to be close. It's either going to be him or CD cracking the top 12. That's what I feel like. Like, one of them two are going to be in there. And I could see both of them easily being top 20 at the same time, too. Even top 15. It's a tough pick, though, because, like, when he's playing, he's last year he was super consistent with inconsistent quarterback play. And when him and Dak, like, put up a lot of points, so, like, I'll buy it, honestly. I think he's hungry this year to have a big year because, like, I feel like that offense is going to explode and put up a lot of points, and he's going to get more touchdowns, too, I feel like, this year. And get a lot of, like, maybe he cuts down his drops, and or he's been better with that anyways, but he's a great receiver, so... And CD's going to get better, and it's going to be tough to guard both of them, both playing amazing football while having Gallup out there, too. Like, that's going to be a tough offense this year, honestly. The only thing is, is Dak's already kind of facing problems in camp with the shoulder and whatnot. Um, that, that could be rust, obviously, and then just monitoring him, but I don't know. I, I think when I started out, I had CD at 11, and I had <coughs> Cooper at 16, I believe. So, I mean, it's not – it wouldn't be the craziest thing for him to see top 12. I just think it's kind of – I think it's important to monitor kind of where he's at right now, dealing with injuries. And like Trey said, the inconsistency on the road. Um, but I, I think it's one of those things where it's kind of like a 50-50 thing. I think there's just so much talent at the wide receiver position this year, and there's a lot of breakout candidates inside the top 25 who have a shot to make that stride to the top 12. So that, that's why I'm selling. Um, anyways, let's jump to the third and final buy or sell. Um, Antonio Gibson, a top 12 this or top twelve back this year. Now, before you guys make your answers or say your answers, I can kind of tell you where he's at. He's going as 11th, the 11th back off the uh, charts. Behind him, there's Mixon, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards, or Hilaire, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Carson, David Montgomery, Daryl Henderson, Josh Jacobs. A lot of big names going right behind him. So, I'm instantly selling on that. Cause really? I, I think uh, Terry McLaurin's going to have a, like There's going to be a lot of guys having huge years. And I think some of those backs below him and a lot of the guys ahead of him, I would take over him. And, like, like, there's a good amount of names below him that I would think are going to have better seasons, like Clyde, Najee Harris, um, David Montgomery, Chris Carson. Um, what were some of the other names again? Do you think Chris Carson finishes ahead of him? I think he has a really good year this year, honestly. I think they have, like, a actually good balanced attack. They don't – like with a good offense this yeah, year. I think, I think people kind of sleep on what – Gibson did last year. I mean, he, I mean he, he was really good, but he was so touchdown dependent. I feel like sure. some of those guys are going to get touchdowns. Like, Thomas gets a lot of t- targets. Um, Curtis Samuel's a really good red zone threat because he's really versatile. Um, and then Terry McLaurin, I feel like, is going to get a lot more attempts. And he's going to get a lot of deep ball shots because Fitzpatrick throws up deep, and McLaurin has a lot of breakaway speed, too. The thing is, yeah, I mean, but all that can continue to happen with having a that, that is true. I don't predict this offense just to completely break out just because Fitzpatrick's coming into the system. I mean, we've seen in the past him as a starting quarterback hasn't been the best thing. Um, he's always been like a reliable quarterback, but mm-hmm. I don't think him coming necessarily makes it to where they're going to heavily lean on uh, McLaurin and then 
Samuel. Obviously, Samuel will get touches on the backfield as well because he's that type yeah. of player. And you got to think about McKissick, too. Like, he takes receiving. A lot of a good amount of receiving work, honestly. Yeah, but the thing about Antonio Gibson is he played – he barely played running back in college. I think he had 76 touches or something like that in college. So, I mean, he has a lot of – a lot of uh, – durability left to continue compared to like other guys who rushed a lot in college and whatnot so I think that he's kind of less injury prone compared to these other backs so I think that's the reason why he can mm-hmm. crack it like for instance last year he finished inside the top 12 and he only had 800 rushing yards obviously yes he did have 11 touchdowns on the ground I agree with you in that fact but he's also a really good receiving back and he wasn't given that opportunity last year because of McKissick, and he's still there, but they've already come out and said that they want him to be the three-down back. And Ron has said he compares him to Christian McCaffrey. I guess McCaffrey kind of did start out like that too. Like he wasn't really the full-time guy his first year, and then his second year he had like a big year, and then he's getting taken top two in fantasy the next season. So, yeah, I guess that is true. So I, I think I'm, I'm going to buy just for the fact that I think that his rush year, I think he – could break a thousand rushing yards this year compared to his 800 last year if he's playing uh all 17 games he did, also, did he start at the beginning of the season he did not start. okay there's that too and is did they get another guy or no no they no. so it's just him and mckissick basically okay okay maybe I, okay i changed my mind i didn't think about a lot of that and he's i forgot that he didn't start out right away so yeah, I'll go ahead and buy it, honestly, now. And I was thinking about the defenses in that division. Besides, the Giants really aren't right. that good either. He'll, he feasted in those games. He'll feast in them again because the Eagles and Cowboys defense really didn't seem to improve that much, in my right. opinion. So. And another thing to keep in mind is the fact that um, even though he was touchdown dependent somewhat some games last year, um, even if, say, he has seven rushing touchdowns on the ground this year, his receiving volume is going to go up. I mean, he only had 247 receiving yards with zero touchdowns in the air. I, I don't think it's crazy to say he has 420 receiving yards with maybe two or three touchdowns in the air this year just because they're giving him that three-down roll. The offense is going to take a step, even though it's even if it's not going to be a huge step. It's still going to be the right step in the right direction. Um, Trey? Let's hear your opinion on it. Uh, I'm gonna buy, especially with well, he had 700. What does it say? 795, 800 yards, 170 attempts. Yeah. With four average points, four, average 4.7 yards a carry. I think that. And keep in mind that he's gonna be. That's and that was. He he had less than 100 rushing attempts in college. Like that's crazy. He's just getting started. Like, so he's gonna get better and better every year. Exactly. And I think my hot take because everyone is so high on McLaurin this year. I think Gibson's going to be more of a breakout player than McLaurin will be this year. I think it's fair to say. Like, I think everybody's sleeping on him. Because I think everyone is very high on McLaurin. We can't, we'll probably I'll get into that later with the football team. Right. Later. But I think everyone's a little too high on McLaurin this year. I think that's a good take, honestly, is he could have a better breakout year. And I think that everybody's projecting McLaurin. Because you listen to other podcasts and whatnot, and I, th- I think McLaurin's going to have a good year. But everybody's saying, like, he's a lock and loaded Um round three pick on the turn which i think i think people are thinking ryan fitzpatrick is someone that he's not exactly so that's that's my case is i have no problem with people taking him there or like visiting the stride he could take my problem is is 
people expect? I mean, how old is Brian Fitzpatrick? Like almost forty, and he when's the last time he actually started sixteen games in a season? Exactly, and, and when he has started, he hasn't been great. Except that one Jets year in two thousand fifteen. Other than that, though, right? He hasn't. He's struggling. If he does start all sixteen this year, it's going to be a, a rough sixteen. It's, just, it's crazy to me because if this team had a, like a legit QB, no, I mean like even like a top fifteen hour, like if he had like a let's say like a Derek Carr type. QB. Well, yeah, that's not even what I'm saying, though. I'm saying, like, I feel like, and you guys can tell me if this is stupid or not, but I feel like since this defense is so good, like, this is a lock-and-loaded top-four defense in the NFL. Yeah, that D-line is nasty. So, since that has occurred, people are looking at this team and, like, lock-and-loading them as, like, a playoff team, and this team's going to take a stride. And I think that's kind of portraying, like, that defense, how they look is kind of portraying onto the offense to where people are like, oh, man, I can really see this guy break out. Oh, I can see this guy break out. Oh, this is going to be a phenomenal offense. And I think we kind of need to take a step back and reevaluate the situation. I mean, I think, I think again, everybody's going to take a stride. But people are talking like this is going to be, like, a top ten offense or something. I just don't see it with that quarterback play because – he may, he's going to be better than what they've had, but how big is the strategy going to really be? Yeah, for sure. So with that, should we just hop in with the NFC East breakdown with the Washington football team then? Let's do it. All right, so where do you guys see the football team finishing the NFC East? Well, I, I think that they – this is really hard for me. I mean, I have them them in Dallas uh, fighting for that first spot. I, have, I think they're both going to make the playoffs. Um, but I think that everybody's lock and loading Washington for sure winning the division this year. And I, I don't, I kind of see Dallas winning it. And I think Washington gets that second place. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. But I think, I think this year Dallas will be more improved right. defensively than Washington will be offensively. That's that's a really good way. Washington has a lot of breakout guys this year possibly, right. but I still think with Fitzpatrick's play. It's still a very big question mark, because right. it's not like he's that much better than Alex Smith or guys that were QB last year and for football team. I think it's a really tough battle for first place, like you said, Gavin. Uh, do you know when their their last face off is in the season? Where do they play? Wait, when they play last? Because I feel like that'll be the determining factor of like week fifteen and seventeen. So yeah, that's probably they'll probably have like a very similar record, and then whoever wins that game will end up winning the division. Honestly, I think it's gonna be go right down to the wire. Be like a ten and seven team, nine and eight team, something like that. Probably, maybe a little, maybe a little bit better than that. I could see. I see like ten and seven. That's where I see Dallas around there too. Ten and seven, eleven and five, or ten and seven, eleven and six, something like that. I could, I could see them winning the division. Even if they win it, I think both teams take the playoffs and they probably would end up playing each other or something. Yeah, with like really I similar think records. Think Cowboys beat them. But let's, let's hop into like a fancy perspective. Let's like break down these players a little bit. Let's start with the QB position. If everybody's so high on this offense because the QB play is going to be better, why are people not drafting Ryan Fitzpatrick? That's my biggest take. I don't know. It's, he does decently well in fantasy, though, and he does have better weapons than he had in. Do you, do you know what? He's like I, he would be. A, I think he could be a sleeper waiver pickup a little bit I mean, he's, later he's on. A quarterback version of Mike Evans. So you throw him in there, and he's either going to. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good comparison. He's, he's going to take you to the 
promised lands or he's going to lose you that week just based on that play. Like, that's how he is. He'll either get you under 10 points or he'll get you over 30 points. It's 50-50. So it's a gamble each week if you like doing that. But as a fantasy perspective, you never want that to be your quarterback. No, like your main guy, no. That's why when, I think like two years ago, he had a year, or he was having a year where he was like a, a top 10 quarterback during a stride. But if you look at his numbers, it was just up and down, up and down, up and down. And like, yeah. Let somebody else deal with that. You know what I mean? That's understandable. Mad, I wouldn't be mad getting him as like your third quarterback in like a super flex league or something. But as a starter, there's no shot for me. <laughs> yeah, hell no. So, but, do you have anything about him? Uh, no, but I think the reason why, like you said, why people are high on the football team now and not high on Fitzpatrick fantasy-wise. I think Fitzpatrick's that likable guy that everybody loves. Yeah. And the Washington's he's a new... Like, he's like Bobby Portis. Yeah, but Washington's like, no, but Washington's like the new like up-and-coming team that everybody like, kind of wants to see win. So I think you kind of combine them two together. So all Mac, that makes people like so high on them. It's kind of like more like an emotional thing. That, that is a good take. I feel like and that's more, it's more of an emotional thing than like an actual... like. Because honestly, if, if you ask every NFL team... Fan, what do you want Ryan Fitzpatrick as your QB if you want to win, go to the playoffs? They're going to say no. Yeah. So I think it's just he's a good guy with a like, fun team. Right. No, I, th- I think that's a great perspective. Let's break down these running backs really again. I mean, we talked about Gibson, so we don't really need to talk about that. Um, Dylan's a little lower on him. You you bought it, right? Yeah. So I, you, yeah. And me, you and me are kind of happy where he's going. Wait, Gibson, you're talking about? Yeah. I'd say I changed my mind and oh, I said okay. I'll buy. Pro- probably, I th- you think I'll buy there too. That's a close one, but okay. So we're all we're all pretty high on him then. Um, let's go to the receiving court. I think again, Scary Terry um, could take that stride this year for sure. I think that he could crap the top twelve as well. Um, I just my point of view is if it's so easy to see him do it, I think people should. Uh, reevaluate and kind of see the same situation for Gibson. Yeah, that makes sense. I think he, if he just gets more red zone targets, he'll be good because he had a lot of 100-yard games last year, I feel like. So if he gets more red zone targets, I feel like he's going to have a huge year. And like if like he could have a year like Ridley did last year, except it's like the opposite where he's getting the touchdowns instead of the yards. Like Ridley was getting the touchdowns before. So that's a good take. Um, Curtis Samuel, I think he's a sleeper this year, honestly. Like, yeah, he's going way lower than I'd expect, honestly. And the like the predictions for him I saw when I was doing a mock yesterday, it's like only like seven hundred yards for receiving. I see more than that and a lot more on the ground too, like well, at least two hundred yards out. on the ground. He broke out, he was a top thirty wide receiver last year and he was phenomenal having as your wide receiver three. Like in, in three wide receiver leagues. I feel just fine picking up like him or like a Mike Evans and flip-flopping them week by week. I think that he could honestly be really good for uh, constructing people's fantasy teams this year. Yeah, he just has a lot of a big play potential because right, he's fast for hours before he time was, but he's like he's one of the fastest guys in the leagues. And I think if Washington gets creative with him, they can make have him like get a lot of big like breakout plays right. if they really right. wanted to. And I think it's fun having those type of players on your team and – 
obviously there's players like like DJ Moore. We were saying like he's like he's that type of player. He's exciting to have, but he'll lose a year of weeks. This is like honestly like a DJ Moore type of player that's going for a discount. Like I'm not saying he's going to outperform him, but you can get that big play, that big point ability, that boom ability. Go in with adrenaline in the weekends, watching the games, and hope for the best. Like he's just a fun player to have on your team, in my opinion. Uh, tight end wise, you you guys see. Uh, I think Logan Thomas will be a top 12 tight end. You think so, really? I mean, yeah, he was last year, right? He was, but it was like, it was very under the radar. I mean, he kind of did break out of the end. Like, he, I don't know about having him as like my main, like, tight end one, but as a backup tight end. I guess he being around like 12 to 15 range for sure. But other than that, though, other than that, though, it's not like anything special. I get Like the guys going around, I'd, I'd much rather have like Tanya and Johnny, Johnny Smith. I'd rather have guys like that. Yeah, that's a fair take. I mean, yeah, I'd rather have all those guys like Hunter Henry too. Right. Like, there's plenty of guys that I'd rather have instead of him because he's super touchdown reliant. Because right. he's just a big body in the end zone that can go make a catch up high. So. Um, I could see top 12, though, for sure, but that's not saying a lot at the tight end position because you're kind of scratching for anything at that point. Right. Okay. But let's, let's hop right into the uh, Cowboys since we were kind of talking about them. I think we all agreed that you can switch either one for winning the division. I said we'd see the Cowboys. What did you, you say, Dylan? You, you think they'll win it, the Cowboys? Yeah, I think they will, but it's going to be really close. I could see it either way. Well, let's start with Dak. Um, is he a is he a loaded top six fantasy quarterback this year? Yeah, I say no lower than eight, like seven or eight. So I don't. He's safe. Yeah, as long as he's healthy. Yeah. Hopefully. How do you see him, Trey? I know this is your team. So. I mean, yeah, if he's healthy, yeah. I mean, at his pace last year would have been like top three, but obviously, I don't think he's gonna exactly copy that pace again. Well, he is on pace for like over six thousand. Yeah, obviously, obviously he's not going to match that pace, but I think he'll be top like top eight for sure. I agree. I would feel happy getting him. I mean, I'm a little skeptic right now just because of everything going on, but it's so early. Like, we're a month out. They could honestly just be monitoring him. Yeah. He probably would. If you, I feel like he would have got number one last year in fantasy if he was healthy all year because he was getting a lot of rushing touchdowns too, like yeah. each week. And he was getting so many damn yards. Like, that would have been a lot of points. Well, and that, so. that defense was so bad. Yeah, so you, they were throwing the ball so much, and, like, the receivers pretty much stayed healthy all year. And they were, like, Andy Dalton was getting a decent amount of yards, but they couldn't convert in the red zone when Dak scores the ball pretty well in the red zone. So, And he wasn't turning the ball over that much last year, I feel like. So I think it's going to be a good year for him, as long as their O-line's healthy, too. Would you rather have him or Lamar? Ooh. Both of you. That's tough. I mean, Lamar a little bit more this year. Just because... I feel, yeah, I see Lamar. I'm going to bounce back here, but I think Dak's going to have a really big year, too. Oh, yeah, I do, too. I just think that it's kind of the same. I'll say Lamar because I think he throws more touchdowns this year than he did last year, and that will help him out a lot and probably some more yards, too. But he'll still have a lot of rushing work like he did. So, Lamar barely. Like, it's going to be really close. Like, they're both probably going to finish top five. Yeah, I'll probably go Lamar just for the safer side. 
Hancocks. Uh, Elliot, I think people are really sleeping on him this year because I guess people say disappointed last year, but with how that offense was, like, I don't think you can be mad at him for that because when Dak was on the field, he was a top three back. Dak goes down. It's a – they have one of the worst defenses in the league, so they're continuing to throw the ball. Um, how good can you really be at that running back? Three, line, three of the starters were hurt and two were pro bowlers. Yeah, and he still, he still finishes – at like the 12th spot so I mean I get I get that's the point disappointing where you drafted him last year but with the circumstances at hand I think that you can't ask for more than that last year yeah I think he's gonna be a top five run back for sure this year and also he's slimmed down a lot like he's in the best shape he's been since like Ohio State days he's lost like 15 pounds over the offseason so he's gonna be much quicker and that's kind of been his biggest thing the past two seasons that he's slowed down so he's gonna be a lot quicker too which is gonna help a lot Draft day, obviously. Say uh, Trey goes Kamara at three. Um, you see Elliott and uh, Henry and Saquon, all those guys on the board. Chubb, like, wh- where do you land with Elliott? Like, he does have a tight, he does have a tough schedule this year, but I think he's one of the safest running backs in the league with still a large amount of upside. Like, he he's kind of like a he's a like a Nick Chubb safe. Right, but he has the upside Nick Chubb doesn't have, right? Because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So, I guess where do you see him? And like, would you be happy if he fell to you at the four spot, or are you taking somebody else in that range? I'm taking him at the four spot if he's there. I mean, I think he does have a lot of upside this year, and he's also really safe. He got a ton of volume last year. You just didn't convert on it in the past. When he's got a ton of volume, he's always converted on it. So, I think it really just came down to that offense just being really dysfunctional without uh Dak and the healthy O line and a new completely new offense, so I think he's gonna have a big year and he's a lock for top five for sure and I'd definitely be taking him before if he fell to me there. But I know he won't. Troy, how do you feel hearing that since you're at the three spot, you know you know Dylan's gonna take your guy if you don't take him at that three spot. You you're saying how you're you might be leaving Camara uh, how do you feel after hearing that, though? I kind of want to... I mean, he, could, he could be bluffing, so I don't know. I don't, he could be bluffing because he wants Camara, so I don't know. It's hard oh, to tell. Oh, okay, so you guys are playing these mind games. I don't know. Hey, we, we, got, we got like 16 days, so less than that. It's going to switch 20 times. We got like a, we got like a two weeks, so... If you, if you hit the draft button right now, who you take on? Oh, Z... Yeah, I don't know. People... I got, I, got, I got two weeks to figure it out, so... Not even eight hours ago, he was saying Kamara, so this is how close it is. We'll figure it out in two weeks. I was going to also say, the one thing I disagree with what you said was Chubb not having the upside. I, I think Chubb has a lot of upside this year because he didn't get a lot of touchdowns, I feel like, last year. And if he plays a full 17 games this year, I feel like he's going to score a lot more. Hold up, hold up. Upside meaning you're not going to see Chubb get any pass work. No, so, you won't, but I mean, like, he's going to, eh. So, how much upside that's true. does Henry have? Henry, for example, let's put it in this perspective. Elliot has yeah. a higher chance of finishing as an RB1 than Chubb. Even if Chubb got 20 Oh, yeah. I guess if we see it in that sense, yeah. So, so, look at Henry's numbers last year. Unless he ran, like, gets the volume like Henry, which probably Henry, not. But Henry ran for over 2,000 yards last year and 10-plus touchdowns, and he still didn't finish as the RB1 because he had no pass. So, 
how you break it down is a reception is typically like 2.5 times more valuable than a rush attempt. So if Chubb is getting no receptions out of the backfield, therefore he has he doesn't have nearly as much upside as Elliott, who could be a back. What we've seen with Dak, where he gets four to five receptions a game, and that that could be that could be really really good, and that's a lot more upside than Chubb. I'm not saying Chubb's a bad pick. I think Chubb's a very safe pick. I think Chubb is mm-hmm. a lock and loaded top twelve running back. I'm just saying purely off of upside, you can't project Chubb in the same sense as Elliott because. Hunt is going to get those receptions. There's no, there's no, unless Hunt goes down, there's no way Chubb's getting 30 plus catch, catches this year. That's a fair take, honestly. Um, but yeah, if uh, Zeke gets to get four, I'm definitely taking him. Not gonna lie, I would be very happy because I was hoping he'd fall to me, but then I saw who was in front of me on the thing and I was like, oh, not getting him now. It's going to be so interesting draft day. But let's let's move on to the Giants. Um, we talked about the breaking news yesterday of how – or not yesterday, but the day before – of how uh, the brawl occurred. Daniel Jones is at the bottom of the pile. I think this team just is – I'm already so concerned for this team. I mean, they're, it's going to be a dysfunctional year for them. Offensively, the Daniel Jones, their defense honestly isn't bad at all. They have good DBs and stuff, but – Lack of chemistry. Lack of chemistry. Teams get kind of out of control, and I don't know. It's just doesn't seem. It's gonna be a rough year for the Giants. Well, apparently they had. I think they've had like three players that have signed with them that have retired since like training camp start started. Oh yeah, their backup center. You played with Dallas. Yeah. Signed two days ago, was in the fight, then just retired. There's been three. Yeah, there's been three players that have literally retired. Obviously, that's an indication of that things aren't going well. Yeah, it's not a good look. And Do you guys see Daniel Jones having fantasy value this year, or you no. want to stay away from him? I remember having this talk literally last year, and we, we predicted it. He was going as a top-12 quarterback, and we all said, like, don't do it. He finishes, he finishes outside the top 20. So we, we obviously hit the uh, head of the nail last year on that, but, I mean, does he have any fantasy relevance this year? No, he does not, and that that was just so crazy to me last year. He was literally going ahead of Aaron Rodgers, like wasn't Tom he? Brady. And yeah, Rodgers, Brady, probably Cousins, like Tannehill, probably too. He's a why? Why? Why was he going above them? Everybody, all Giants fans talk about what he could be. You could I don't about, see it. You could say that about any quarterback, though. Like, when are you gonna finally be like, hey, like we should probably move on from this guy? I mean, you never know what could happen, but I, I just don't see that potential. And, like, those guys like Sam Darnold that I thought were, weren't were bust, but, like, just were in a bad situation where I think he could succeed in Carolina. But I don't see, like, Jones really going, like, very many places where he could have any success besides a team that's just absolutely loaded around him. And the Giants just aren't that. I mean, they have some decent weapons, or they do have good weapons, but not good enough to make him look good right now. Let's take a pause in the episode really quick and talk about what we're seeing. How is this? How is Mason Rudolph seeing the field right now? This is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play the game. Um, this is the first snap of preseason. We kind of walked. You think play. he's that bad? I think he's terrible. Let's see though. Oh, under center throwing the ball. Oh, there's Deontay there's Deontay Johnson. He actually looks. I think Deontay Johnson's gonna be good. 
off that play. Maybe get maybe let race Mason Rudolph take over. I mean. Okay, all right. Let's continue. Um, we all don't like Jones this year. I think this is a break. Obviously, if he doesn't perform this year, he's got to go because he's got he's got Galladay now. Uh, Tony came into town for them, and they still. I think they still have Golden Tate, uh, Shepard, Ingram, Saquon. Like this is a loaded offense if they had a good quarterback. It could be, yeah. But honestly, I think this year, only player with real fantasy value will be Saquon Barkley. Let's let's switch over to him. Why don't you talk about him a little bit? Barkley only problem is that knee obviously ACL kind of scary. So he's gonna, obviously he's gonna be kind of slow the first few games. Right. And Daniel Jones is a QB, but I I can see him being good like late first round pick. Yeah, that's that's uh my problem is is you know I'm not taking Saquon this year most likely and unless things change like he's he hasn't been practicing with the team he's just been running. Um, very light cutting. They haven't let him cut on the knee. I, that could obviously be them just trying to be safe. But it's interesting to think about because with your first pick, you want somebody that has upside, and you want somebody that um, also has a safe floor. I don't think... And he'll be there week one or week two. Exactly. And even even if he starts week one or week two, or even if he starts the season with the team, they're... They're not gonna let him just go full out. Like I don't think we see full Saquon unleashed until week five or six, in my opinion. Unless he just looks phenomenal the first game, which I think there's a I think there's a big chance he doesn't look great the first game. Yeah. What do you think, Dylan? Who do they play week one? Oh, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I don't know. I was actually like really considering him there for a little bit then when i found out he's like not going to be 100 percent to start the season like most likely uh then i was like and eh, never mind even though i think he has a lot he has some of the most upside in the whole draft but there's a lot of big ifs with that and i just don't want to take that at like a fourth pick right now because it's just too risky that i have a spot like i need somebody i can trust that's on the field and like a Derrick Henry or uh, Ezekiel Elliott or even Kamara too. Yeah, I mean he starts the season against the Broncos and and then against Washington. Yeah, that's not he's too not good. Have, I don't think he's gonna have great games those those two games. I think they're gonna ease him in, in my opinion. I mean the first two for him Where's against Rudolph the Steelers and Giant or no the Steelers and who else wasn't very good. So, I mean. Yeah. So I think we're all over on Saquon. I mean I think very easy to say he could finish top twelve. Uh, my only thing is, is I think he has a big second half of the season. I just think that he's going to start slow, and you don't want that for your fantasy team. Especially so. your first-round pick. All right, let's talk about the wide receivers a little bit. Um, I'm not huge on Kenny Galladay this year. I think that he's lower than he should be, I guess, um, just because of how talented he is. But I don't think I'm drafting him because I don't see like I don't see the upside. Oh, there, there's a Mason Rudolph fumble on a on a reverse that Gavin's talking about. As I just said, dang, he's kind of throwing dots right now, and then he muffs a hand off to Chase Claypool on a sweep. That just shows the kind of quarterback he is. But how, how he's guys, trash. How do you guys feel about Kenny Galladay this year? Uh, I was re- pretty high on him last year, and he didn't do that great with. Well, hurt, I mean, it, well, he was hurt all year, so. I don't know, but Daniel Jones just isn't good, and he hurt a lot of other guys' production at uh, on that team. So I don't see Galladay outperforming what he did the year before, and 
I don't know. Like, it's not a good offense to be in. It's not Matthew Stafford throwing him the ball, and there's no other receiver like Marvin Jones next to him or something like that. So I just don't think it's going to be a very good year. He'll be all right, like kind of like maybe like Odell was two years ago, maybe around that where he was really underwhelming his first year on the Browns. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I'm just not drafting. Honestly, my only tip is just don't draft any giant players this season. Honestly, yeah, I'm starting to lean that way too. I mean, none of the other receivers I even want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Tony. I don't want to talk about Slane. I don't want to talk about Shepard. I don't want to talk about Tate. Cause kind of a waste of time. Who, who's going to actually, like, it's too hard to predict who's going to be that guy out of that group. You know what I mean? Yeah, then Ingram, you can, after the past two, after last season, you kind of just want to stay, stay away from him also. Right. So let's just move on to the Eagles. Sounds like, because we're all pretty down down on all the Giants players so the Eagles um, yeah so there's talks about I don't know if you guys saw today but uh, trade rumors about Watson going to the Eagles I saw that don't know how true that is yeah, though yeah I'm not I'm not projecting that we'll just go strictly off of what we know um, Hertz I think is going to be a good fantasy option I mean I just don't like the guys he's going around I think the guys he's going around are a lot safer I'd take a Tom Brady we can hear that. Oh. <laughs> take a Tom Brady, um, take a Stafford, you know, safer guys like that. But the only thing the only thing with Hurts is he does have a lot of upside. I mean, he could rush for 1,000 yards realistically. The only thing is is everybody bases it off of his rushing volume last year. And if you really break down his film, we've talked about it previously, Trey, um, his rushes were not – they weren't actually, like, designed run plays. He was just scrambling for his life because that offensive line was banged up, and he ended up making the best out of it. But you don't want to project that. You don't want to project a quarterback. Yeah, it's not like high school football where you can't kind of just run around and right. do that, whatever, you and know? It, once you start doing that week by week, it becomes more predictable. They stack the box a little bit more. They bring their linebackers in to cover the, cor- or cover the edges and whatnot, so... I don't know. I think that he, he again, he's just he's kind of like a boomer bust quarterback. I think that he's going to have crazy big weeks, but I think he'll also have um, some very very disappointing weeks. Yep, for sure. And what about running back Miles Sanders? Because I appreciate sure all favorites were pretty high on him last year. Yeah. I'm, what? How do you feel about him now? I'm low. Unfortunately, I think he has all the talent in the world. Um, I wish it panned out differently for him, but they brought Carryon Johnson in. They're going to give him top touches there's already been talks about um boston scott and him uh splitting the workload and i i don't think i'm gonna have shares of him yeah definitely not, i don't think philadelphia really got what they wanted out of Miles sanders right being that three down back that they thought he was going to be dylan do you have anything to say about him i still think he has a lot of potential to be really good but i don't know i kind of I'm flipping the other way on him. Like, I don't know if I trust that passing attack with the injuries already going on in their receiving core with Devontae Smith. Like, it's always kind of been that way the last couple of years. And they just keep getting hurt, and it's never really worked out passing the football. So, I don't – and if they're splitting all these carries, I don't know. It kind of scares me off of him. But I do think he's a great player, though, to be honest, when he actually gets the ball. Yeah. I, I just think he's kind of a risky player this year, honestly. Uh, let's move on to the wide receiver core. Um, Devontae Smith, I honestly I think he is a value this year just because um, where he's going, you can get him as like your fourth or fifth wide receiver. And he was, he, I think he's going to slide a little bit too with that MCL injury. Yeah, so you can kind of 
play him in the flex. Um, not definitely want to play him the first couple games of the season. Just kind of let him get a feel for how the NFL uh, NFL game is played. But down the line, I think that he's a good flex play, and I think that he's going to have some big weeks. Yeah, for sure. Any, anything else on him, or are you guys? Uh, I think yeah, you basically summed it up. Okay, and then other pass catchers. I'm really not. I I, I can't really even. We know the roster roster pulled up, but if I'm a full, he just had those few good weeks, and other than that, I'm gonna pick him up. Then yeah, he was didn't really do anything. Right. Um, Ertz not drafting Ertz this year just because Goddard's there too. I'm not very like, I don't really like Goddard this year either because the the reports are Ertz looks good, but from what we saw last year, Ertz looked really bad. So I think that it's gonna be one of those situations where they're both just gonna see time, and I don't. I don't think either one of them is going to merge. If Ertz gets traded, I think Goddard has potential to have a breakout year. But if not, he's kind of capped for them being there, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Philadelphia's going to the same thing as New York this year offensively, fantasy-wise, as in kind of stay away from the players, but there's a few more guys with the upside on Philadelphia. Right. As in Hurts and Devontae Smith, obviously. All right, why don't we switch to – or Dylan, do you want to talk about them a little bit? Sorry, we've been kind of rushing. Oh, that's fine. Okay, why don't we s- switch over to our next division? Uh, let's start with the Cardinals. Um, they have a lot of guys. I I wouldn't say a lot, but for sure two guys that are gonna be very valuable in fantasy this year. And I th- also think they could make a good playoff run, like or at least make the playoffs this year. I kind of want to lock them in as a team that could, and I think they can make a little noise in the playoffs too. I don't see them as like a Super Bowl contender yet, but I think they could like win a game, maybe two never know uh but kyler and uh d hop for sure gonna be very valuable in fantasy and chase edmonds will maybe have like a couple weeks but i probably would stay away from him but right and maybe aj green's big this year you never know but it's a team to really like this year and i think their defense will get a lot better too and if watt stays healthy i think he makes a huge impact on the pass rush because Chandler Jones made a huge impact too, and I think Watts better than he is, and Jones might be leaving. So where you do where do you see them finishing? Probably second in the division, probably around like ten and seven, eleven and six record, like the Cowboys. Like I think they'll be a pretty good team this year. Trey, where do you see them finishing? Kind of the same as Dylan. I could see them being the second or third team in the NFC West. Okay, I'm right there with you. Uh, I have them third with Seattle second just purely because their rush attack seems really foggy to me. I mean, obviously Kyler's a good scrambler, but, like, I don't think Chase Edmonds is a three-down back, and I think James Conner, he hasn't really looked very good other than inside the red zone the last few years, so I think that's I think that's a position they kind of struggle with, and I don't know. I think that they're, they're one of the teams that could f- for sure take a breakout year i just think that they're not quite yet developed enough to put over the seahawks yeah yeah for sure um let's start with kyler i with my very early predictions i think kyler's um a top two fantasy quarterback this year just because he has so much upside and he's a safe play week by week um he could go any week with 100 rushing yards like and he's fun to watch and he's the type of player that you love to have on your team. The only thing is, is he's going in like the fourth round, and that's pretty, that's pretty spendy for a quarterback, especially in the twelve-man league. Did I? I feel I got him later than the sixth round. I might have got him in like near the eighth round last year, 
Like, yeah, that, he went that a lot sense. deeper last year. Like, he's going way up there, and it's like, I, 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 he has a ton of, I just don't know if I want to take a QB that early with how it, 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 bad running backs are. Yeah, it puts a hole in your roster and other positions. Like, mm. don't get me wrong, it'd be nice to have him on your team, but. If he slips, I'll take him in, like, the fifth, maybe, but the fourth, nah, you I'll also, stay away. You have to also, keep in mind, if you take him that early, you can't take a tight end that early because then you have, you're filling two holes. So, uh, Trey, do you have anything to say about Carter? Oh, yeah, he's going to be top three, top four QB. There's not really a lot to say. That rushing ability just kind of puts him over the top. Right. Okay, let's jump into the running backs then. Um, Chase Edmonds and Connor, how do you guys feel about them this year? Uh, Edmonds, definitely. I won't be drafting Connor, but Edmonds, like, kind of late, late in the draft if I need that backup running back just because he kind of does have that PP, uh, that receiving ability. Right. And it kind of has made some big plays in the past. Other than that, though, I don't reach for him or anything, you know. Right. Kind of, he's there. If he's there, kind of later in the draft, you need that backup, backup running back or two. Like I would definitely take him. My, my problem with Edmonds is the fact that um, he, from what we've seen from him, he actually plays better when he has less touches. As weird as it sounds, but when he has like those eight touches a game, he's he looks very dominant. But every time he's been handed the workload, he just hasn't lived up to it. And there's running backs like that. I mean, we've seen in the past, so that's why it's kind of scary for them to say, "Oh, we can see him as a three-down back, and he's our guy," because that that is kind of risky taking him where he's going because there's a lot of guys going around him that have upside, like um, Melvin Gordon and whatnot, who could be safer and who are being talked about as the pure number one and whatnot. But I mean, I, I'm fine with getting him as like my RB three, RB four around there. I think that's fair. Um, James Conner. I think you can also take a shot on him, get him as like your, try to get him as like your RB four or five. Um, the only thing is, is there's just so much injury concern with him because he, he just can never stay healthy. Dylan, anything to say about them? No, I think you pretty much got it all out there of what's to say about them. They're not too exciting this year for fantasy. Why don't you open up with the receiving core then? Um, I think this receiving core actually has a lot of potential. I mean, D-Hop, obviously, probably a top-five lock. Um, A.J. Green, uh, if the reports are true about him looking like A.J. Green, again, he has a lot of upside to be a good receiver, that, like, consistent guy, possibly, and get a lot of red zone targets, I feel like. Um, the thing is... We he also got Christian Kirk, too. We heard the same thing about A.J. Green last year. Like, yeah, that is true. Back, and then when you saw targets going his way he just didn't look good i mean maybe you know, maybe the new being in arizona helps you never know that's true try yeah, i kind of think he was there in like the last round uh, he could be a wide receiver too possibly on like on a playoff team i could kind of see him having i don't know if you guys remember but like larry fitzgerald like two or three years ago where um he was going at like the back of the draft and he ended up being like a top 30 wide receiver where you can yeah, remember that. In and be safe i could kind of see that for him so i mean yeah i'd be willing to swing for him and i agree with the hopkins lock and loaded i'd have him top eight for sure and i gotta see green and kirk in the same place like that very last round right because they could be the number number two receiver on a high power offense yeah so it's kind of the thing just take the chance and if they don't work out you know pick a guy up in the free agency Okay, let's jump to Seattle. Um, I have them finishing second in the division. The only reason is, is I just think – I think give it one more year and uh, the Cardinals jump over them. 
Um, I think to start out with it, the looking on paper, their defense is atrocious. Like it doesn't it doesn't look very good. It's it's going to be a rough year, but that offense is so good with a top five quarterback. They're going to be in every game. Um, do you guys have anything to say with them or say about them? Uh, I mean, I think they're definitely going to. Their offense is going to be back to what it was beginning of last year, I think. Right. Especially the whole Wilson drama, I think. Pete Carroll in the offensive corner is going to kind of connect the dots and I go, okay, like we need to fi- figure something out, change the offense up a little bit, and I think they're going to be a very good offensive team again this year. Dylan, what, what about you? Uh, I agree. They'll look a lot. They'll, they'll look like what they did at the beginning of last year. I don't think they'll completely replicate it because that's just super hard to sustain for a full season. But I just do see them playing at a very high level and uh, quite possibly, or very very good chance of being the best offense in that division for sure. And I see uh, the receivers having really good seasons and Wilson's uh, turnovers, especially going down with a similar touchdown production. Right. Um, yeah, I. the only thing is, is like a fantasy perspective, I don't like where Russ is going or DK. I don't like either one of them. I think DK is way too high. And I think if you're going to take DK that high, just wait for Tyler Lockett and take another receiver who have a better year than DK probably, yeah, that's in my opinion. Um, DK is going in the second round above some other elite. Why? I mean, he, I've seen him go ahead of Calvin Ridley, and I just I don't understand how that. Yeah, for sure. And I think my thing, Tyler Lockett had like 100 re- receptions last year. Yeah. He, and I don't think anybody – I had no idea until like I heard he was, of that. He was just very up and down. Yeah. And DK the same way. DK, both of them, like towards the end of the year, both. Fell off. Yeah. So I think where DK is, I would definitely pass on him. Take Tyler Lockett. Like Lockett, like them, what, for going fourth, fifth round even later than that? Yeah. So I think – yeah, I think Lockett's – I mean, Lockett's going in an area where you can get him as your flex, and I think that's the type of player he is. If he's a boom or bust player, that's fine putting out on your flex. But his booms are insane. Yeah. I mean, he, he had like thirty plus points. Yeah, forty point games last. He year. had a fifty point game at one point. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Chris Carson, I do really like this year. If he stays healthy, I mean, Dylan talked about it earlier. Uh, I think he has a chance of jumping inside the top twelve. He just has to stay healthy. And I also think. I remember, if I remember correctly, I didn't watch a ton of Seattle games when Penny was healthy. Yeah. But I do remember, they're, I think they're going to try to get Penny kind of going again this year. Yeah. Which could take Carson fancy value away. I mean, I think they're going to run the ball. They've talked about going back to the run game. I think they're going to run so much, it's not going to really matter. I think Penny's going to have kind of a similar ro- uh, role to, like, a Tony Pollard this year, getting, like, yeah. 10 t- touches a game, hopefully. And I think that... That gives him a little bit of fantasy relevance towards the end of your drafts, but I don't think it's as big of a concern as some people put it on uh, owning Carson this year. Dylan, anything about them? Uh, no, I think you pretty much said it all again. Like he has a lot of potential. He's just got to stay healthy this year, and they're probably gonna run. They're gonna do like I said a much more balanced attack, and it'll look more like a good Seahawks offense like we saw at the beginning of last season. Maybe not to the extent that it was so early on, but it'll still look really good again, and Chris Carson will be a big piece of that, and then he'll be a really good fantasy value if he's healthy. Yeah. Especially where he's going, too. With the tight end position, I think that also they don't have a peer number one with uh, Everett and Disley, but I think that if you wait to get a tight end, 
um, late in your draft and it ends up being somebody that's not panning out, kind of look at the waivers and see who's um, emerging as that number one in that offense. I think that they could have some fancy relevance down the line. Yeah, I kind of feel like Seattle Titans always have some sort of relevance throughout the years, basically. Right. So definitely be on the lookout for them. Okay, uh, Dylan, why don't you open up with the Rams? Uh, the Rams really look like a the clear-cut team to win that division, in my opinion. Like, on paper, they're the best team. And I think they're ready to just break out and be a true contender. Like, I feel like Stafford's finally got his team around him to show his true talent. And that defense, I feel like, could be even better than last year. I mean, they got arguably the best player in football. And if he stays healthy, along with Ramsey, who's arguably the best corner, I mean... That defense is loaded, and they're going to have a lot of fantasy relevance with the receivers, I think. I think Woods and Cup are going to have huge years with uh, Stafford this year. Trey, you have them winning the division as well? The division are right now. They're probably my conference champions right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean. I'm high on them as well. So. Well, I just think overall that team, I think they're probably one of the best. I think in the conference NFC, they're the best like all-around team. I agree. I think by far, I think everyone can kind of agree with that. Stafford this year, do you guys like where he's going? I think he's a safe quarterback this year. Yeah, he's a safe quarterback. He's a guy I'm targeting late in drafts if I don't get somebody early at a discount. Yeah, I think I think that should go, kind of go for everybody, especially with that receiving core. Yeah, I, I have him going to the uh, NFC Championship game, losing to the Packers, but it's they're going to be – like I wouldn't be surprised if they won the Super Bowl. Like They're yeah, a legit the team. Packer, you have the Packers winning the Super Bowl. I do. I but I, th- I think wouldn't be surprised if the Rams won it. Like they're a legit team this year, and they have the quarterback to help put them over the top where they haven't had in the past. Like in 2018, they didn't have it, and last year they had a great team. And if they had Stafford last year healthy, maybe they beat the Packers in the playoffs, or they get a better seed. Like there was a couple games they lost that were close. That maybe if they have better QB play, they win them. Like. Okay. I could easily see him winning 14 games this year, honestly. But Let's jump to the running backs. Um, this is where if Akers was healthy, I would have this team lock and loaded as my team going to the um, Super Bowl this year. The thing is, is I, I really do like Henderson this year, and I think that if you can get him as like your RB3, I think he has tremendous upside if he stays healthy. Um, the only question is, does he stay healthy? Um, if he doesn't, then that's when this backfield kind of gets foggy. Um, but, I mean, if he if he does where he's going, he's going to be a value. I mean, he's going to have games where he's rushing for over 120 yards. I mean, that's just the type of player he is. And he did have some breakout games last year. And statistically speaking, he did have a better year than Akers. The injuries is just always his concern. Yeah, I think it would be very good fantasy-wise. PFC is underrated, but I feel like they're saying that so much where he's going to not be underrated. I think people are going to reach for him. Right. And I definitely want to reach for him. But he falls in my lap in even like the fourth round. Even third round may possibly depends on the team. Like I would pick him up for sure for some running backs. Well, my, my problem is, is um, when the news first broke about Akers, he was going in like the sixth round. He's all, way, he's all the way up to the fourth round now for drafts. So I don't think it's crazy to predict by the time late August drafts come, he's a back at the end of round two pick. Like if he's healthy, I mean, because he's, he's the starting running back for 
what we project to be one of the best offenses in the league, he's going to only climb the boards, at least in my opinion. Dylan, anything to say about I think that's a fair take. Um, I think, I mean, he does have, if he stays healthy, he does have upside. If he can have consistently good games, like, in the passing game is going to look the best it's been the whole time. So, I mean, if they can get a good balanced attack going, he could have a, not quite what Gurley put up, but, like, put up 11, 1,200 yards on the ground with possibly double-digit touchdowns. Like, that could easily happen if that O-line stays healthy and, the passing attack looks as good as we all think it should be. Right. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of the passing attack, why don't we jump into the receivers? Uh, Woods and Cup, obviously. I think that I think both of these guys are honestly going at a great value this year. I feel great to have either one of them as my wide receiver two, wide receiver three. What about you guys? Even Woods, even Woods, I would if you went RB heavy and got him as your wide receiver one. I think he's consistent enough to be. Uh, a good wide receiver there. No, I feel the same because I think they're both very safe picks and they've both been very consistent throughout their whole careers. Like, you, know, you can't really say. I feel like they're kind of the few players where you can't complain about like where they're at. Right. And if you draft them, you're going to love them no matter what. Yeah. And another thing with, uh, with Cup is with uh, better quarterback play with Stafford, we could very well see another season with them with double-digit touchdowns. And if that's the case, he's going to be a top-10 yeah, I could easily see him replicating or uh, replicating that type of season, but being more consistent throughout the whole season. Because he did, he was kind of a little inconsistent, but it also came with the inconsistent QB play. Uh, it's just him staying healthy too. He's had some injury issues, but Woods will be really good as he always is and consistent. Um, and he's always healthy. So I mean, the receivers, those two are gonna be very big receivers in fantasy and probably both top 15 honestly yeah as hard as hard as it is to say i'm really excited for this team this year i mean they're gonna be fun to watch yeah they're just gonna be a dynamic team um the tight end position briefly we can talk about higby i think higby is honestly like he's one of those tight ends this year that um i think he could win you your fantasy league just because of the fact that everett's gone uh whenever went down Two years ago, the last like five games, he was on pace. Like if he did that whole season, he would break tight end records. Not saying he's going to do that, but the problem last year is not the fact that he was playing bad. It was the problem that they were splitting so much. They're literally 50-50. So you take that away. He's the pure tight end on this team. This dude legit has 10 plus touchdown upside. Do you guys do you guys like taking a late round flyer on him? I mean, he's going so late that it doesn't. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially yeah. if you take, I feel like even if you take like a tight end like pretty high up, then like he's still there pretty low in the draft. Like I would still take Higby too. Yeah. Just for that security blanket, you know. Right. And even if Higby is my tight end one, and it's like a twelfth round, I'd be happy with that too. I like that take. Yeah, I think that's really fair. I mean, he has a. A lot of potential, as you said, like to do a lot. I mean, Stafford used T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, there's no reason he won't use Higby, especially with the caliber of receivers and the O-line he has and the play calling. Like, they'll find ways to get him involved for sure. So I was really high on him last year. So, I mean, I've been kind of down on him, but now I'm like, eh. I mean, there's no reason 
to be down on him, especially with him getting more targets with Everett gone. So right. take this defense as well if you play defense leagues. Mm. Defense is gonna have a very good year. Okay, our final uh, team of the year, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. I think that they're also going to be really good. The thing is, is this this is the best division in football, hands down. You have four teams that are playoff caliber, um, and that's why I have them fourth in the division. I think that since with that quarterback um, situation with a flip-flop, I just think that give them one more year, and again, I think that they have the chance to bump into that second or third spot next year. So um, how do you guys feel about them as a team? I feel like I have another really good year. Even with like their okay like QB play, I feel like offensively if they're healthy. If they're healthy, they could still like be a playoff team. Right. Dylan? I feel like they're going to be really hit or miss. I don't know. They like kind of hung around with a very eh team last year with a lot of all those injuries. They could very well win this division if that defense comes back to near or to what it was a couple years ago and if they can establish a big run game like they could be another ground and pound team especially if and if lance comes in has to come in and he actually is really good then like they actually have a lot of potential because i mean they have weapons just grapples just not that guy but lance could be they're not that guy but uh yeah let's let's jump into the quarterbacks um Obviously, Jimmy G is going to start, and there's been talks about how this is Jimmy G's best camp ever. Um, that could also just be smoke. But my take is the fact that I, I've broken down Lance's film and whatnot, and he reminds me of Russell Wilson when Russell, like early on in Russell Wilson's career when he ran the ball. I think Lance has crazy upside. If he takes over sooner than later, I would lock him in as a QB1. I would have him as a top... Like, if, if I knew Lance was starting right now, I'd have him probably QB 12, QB 11. I'd be, feel fine taking him around Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, guys like that. Just because of the fact that if you watch him play with the... and with the um, players he has around him, he is a, in a position to have a phenomenal year when and if he starts at any point. Yeah, I, I want to see him... see what he's got, because... I feel like he's got a ton of talent, and like I mean he's got guys like Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk, Mozart, um, Sermon, like, and a good old line, and great uh, Kyle Shanahan being a great play caller. I mean, if that defense is legit again, I mean this team and Lance is legit. I mean this team could be really scary, but yeah, I, I, I want I like really want to see him play and see what he can do. Honestly, obviously none of us are drafting Jimmy G because he's when he's on the. When he's on the field, he just doesn't have the upside in this offense like other quarterbacks going around him. Um, but Lance has that upside because they would have designed run plays for him and whatnot. But my thing is is how I view Lance – sorry, we're not talking about Jimmy G just because he really doesn't have that relevance in fantasy. But it, if, if you take a quarterback early, like a Lamar or something – don't feel bad coming back around for your second quarterback in like a 12-man league, just one quarterback starting. Grab Lance, throw him on the bench, see what happens in week three or four. And then when he starts, say he starts playing phenomenal and he's just booming in this offense, trade him. Because then you're going to get a lot back for him. Because I guarantee when he starts, he's going to look good. Because this offense, this, this is an offense if they have a quarterback, 
this is an offense that can compete for the championship or a team that can compete for the championship. And also, we've seen other uh, 49ers quarterbacks in the past come in that can run the football like that with like designed runs and stuff like that and what relevance they had fantasy-wise and in that offense. Like, and like I feel like in the past, like QBs that can run the football really well, like they jump in and ha- like it's hard to like react, and the defenses just aren't ready for it. Whereas like Jimmy G, you just know what's coming. It's not he's not going to run the football, and you and these uh, QBs kind of take him by surprise. Like for the, at least for the first few games, sometimes they don't pan out, but right away they have great impacts. Like you're saying, like get him and you can trade him away right away. Right. Like there's that sort of thing, but. He also could be really freaking good this year too. So, okay, let's uh, let's briefly jump into the running backs here. Trey, why don't you take it away? Mm, I feel like this year is kind of tough with Sermon. Yeah. Being there from to most or Sermon, like dynasty wise, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna take. I'll take him high. But this year, I feel like it's also one of those things where, it's where like, when you take Moster, like you're gonna have to take Sermon. Yeah. In my opinion, because Moster has been injured in the past too. And Sermon, bottle, Sermon's not going like soup. I don't, I'm not sure where he's going, but definitely later in the draft. And I think Sermon could be that risk. Risk I'll be willing to take possibly. Yeah. I later mean, in the draft. He's going later enough. He's going late enough that, like, if you grab him and he does absolutely nothing, it's not going to hurt your team cutting him and picking up whoever pops up on the waiver wire. You know. Yeah. If he has Sermon as upside, like you say. I think that he could. High risk, high reward type player. Yeah, for sure. And Moster. Just scary to me. Yeah, Moster. If he's healthy. If he's healthy, that's that's why I'll um, I'll be kind of higher on Sermon too. Did you see uh, Moster briefly? Did you see Moster's batting rating? They gave him like an eighty-seven. Yeah, he's not. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. He's fast. Didn't even play last year. But, but he can't really stay healthy, and that's why Sermon could be a great pick, yeah. especially late in the draft. No, I agree. Uh, Dylan, do you have any anything to say about this running back four? No, I don't have much to say. I was pretty high on Mozart last year, but I mean, he does have potential. Like, if they really run the heck out of the football, like they were having success when they're on the field, like Breida, Coleman, and Mozart all were in fantasy. It's just when they were getting volume. So, like, if he gets decent volume, like he can put up good numbers. We'll just have to see if that happens because Andy he was hurt a lot. So, we'll see. I don't know. I'm kind of staying away from them probably. Let's jump to the receivers. Uh, we got Ayuk and Debo, Debo Samuel. I think they're both great values this year. Yeah, I like I like both of them. Yeah, uh, Ayuk is going in like the fifth or sixth round. I actually really like that. Um, he's a dynamic type of player, but he also showed great consistency when he was actually when he finally got onto the field. Um, it was just it was it was great to see. Um, he's kind of he's kind of like a more consistent version of Curtis Samuel. He can kind of. Being those crazy plays, running the backfield. I kind of both, both the receivers, Samuel and uh, Ayuk. Problem with Samuel is he's just been so injury prone. But yeah. he's going late enough right now. To but, but like I'm saying, like they're playing style. Though. Yeah, like they're right. both like very similar, very dynamic. Can kind of do a lot. They have, they Especially have, with Shanahan making they have a lot those of, plays. They have raw talent. Like if those wide receivers can stay on the field and just continue to develop, those can be. Both of them have the potential to be like future top 10 wide receivers it just depends on if and when uh Debo stays healthy and uh if this offense can stay take a step with Ayuk but again Debo injury concerns but he's going late enough to where I feel fine grabbing him yeah they uh 
both have a lot of potential, especially if... Uh, do you like them more with Garoppolo or Lance? I like them more with uh, Lance. Okay, yeah, because, I, I mean, I think he's going to be able to throw the ball, too. Not, I mean, we were really high on his rushing, but I think he's going to be able to sling it pretty good. And they're both good receivers, and they both get open really well and can make impact. Like, they're really good after the catch, too. They are both like they get find ways to get a lot of yards and find the end zone once the ball is in their hands. Sweet. Okay, yeah. Um, and then little to say about George Kittle. Um, he's going in the second to early third round. Um, I'm not grabbing him this year just because I think I would take Darren Waller over him. So, uh, not I'm like he's gonna finish top three in my opinion. I just have I have Kelsey Waller. Do you guys have anything to say about him? Yeah, I agree with that, Kelsey Waller. Uh, Kittle could have a big year though, but I don't. Know. I think they they, they have they kind of have a widespread thing and they don't consistently go to one player that's the thing about them that's what made them so dangerous through before that's why i'm like they're such a wild card team where like they could be really really good and they could also be eh, this year you just never know what you're gonna get trey how do you feel about Kittle? oh again i feel he's a clear cut three tight end and yeah there's really not much to say at that tight end position honestly the top three is like he's number three and uh, that's kind of it You can follow us at, us at First Class FB. Again, that's First Class FB on the Insta. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Go, Pat, go.